0: Welcome to another episode of piecing it together the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what movies inspired it and this is our first episode of 2019 it's a whole new year we skipped the first week of the year but we are back and we've got a whole bunch of new episodes we're gonna have an episode every week. This month, and also a couple of special episodes, including a follow-up with the uh, writer and star of the movie we're covering today. Uh, we are going to be talking about an indie horror film called Dry Blood. And before we get into that, I do want to remind you all: please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, TuneIn Radio, and basically every other podcast app out there. Make sure you're subscribed. You could also Join us on Facebook in the Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. You can also follow us on all the other social medias at Piecing Pod. So, uh, with that said, today we are covering a movie called Dry Blood. It's an indie horror film uh, from writer and star Clint Carney and director Kelton Jones. This is a uh, really cool horror film really like psychological cerebral type of film um i have with me today for the co-host chad clinton freeman who as he said this is the kind of thing he would have programmed at his Polygrind film festival back in the day um it's a fun movie it's uh it's pretty crazy it gets really crazy in the end uh we had a really good time talking about it so let's jump into the conversation So today on the show, we've got back with us Chad Clinton Freeman. Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. What's going on? <laughs> oh man, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm glad to be doing another indie film with you. Uh, something um, we've only done a few of these on the show so far. You and I did uh, in memory of uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and now we're doing Dry Blood from. Uh, writer and star Clint Carney and director Kelton Jones. Um, But, uh, yeah. Director and (laughs) star. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kelton Jones is in it as well. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, director, star. Uh, I know Clint. Um, I met him at, uh, well, you know, the Mahals who did uh, Bus Party to Hell, they uh, introduced me to him through Facebook, and then I actually ran into him at a film festival. And so that's how I kind of got connected with this movie. And, uh, when I, when, when Clint first shared the trailer, I was like, this looks like a pretty fun, crazy movie. And I was like, maybe it would be a good thing to do. Right. I thought this would be a, a perfect one to do with you, you know, cause you're into, um, you know, all kinds of weird, crazy indie type horror type things <laughs> like this. So, uh, yeah. Definitely. yeah. And it's a, uh, it, it's a, it's a cool movie. Um, you know, we'll get into it now as we get into some of these puzzle pieces, but, um, you know, what was your what was your initial
1: thought when you uh when you watched this thing? Well it it's it, it's definitely something totally like um uh, you know uh, would be something that I would play it like polygrind. Um definitely yeah. um it's um it's different. Um I'll I'll say that because uh, the ending is totally unexpected. Uh, It kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, Slow burn that then explodes, and I I like those kind of movies. I I think I know what probably one of your big puzzle pieces is, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's something we've mentioned a couple of times. Do you Uh, want to
0: steal it and go with it as the first one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my guess is uh, the Evil Dead uh, would be (laughs) one mentioned uh, during this show.
0: I never bring up the evil dead during uh indie <laughs> horror films that never happens. Yeah, that that's my first puzzle piece right off the gate. Actually, it was specifically just Sam Raimi in general. Um but yes, absolutely right. the evil dead. Um yeah, we might as well jump right in with that. I mean, I, I definitely got a right. lot that, from from the from the creature design, from the uh from some of the camera angles and the way that things were shot uh to to the use of humor mixed in with just uh you know, pretty terrifying horror, you know, um, and just, you know, a general, um, indie style to it, like using like just a single location and making the most out of it by, you know, really getting into all the different, uh, different ways that you can really exploit that one location and try to do so much do do as many scares and as many exciting shots as you can um, as well as servicing the story the whole time as well. Um, It's really it's one of those things where it's like whether it truly is an inspiration or not it's like it's so hard when watching an indie horror movie to not uh, to not see some Raimi in it you know.
1: Right. Well definitely, definitely too when you're talking about a movie that you know takes place in a cabin of course this cabin is like a mansion compared to the you yeah. <laughs> Dead cabin but but still you got the cabin you got the cellar even um so i mean uh they yeah, there were a couple of oh yeah the cellar
0: absolutely the-
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um the it definitely like you said uh like camera movements uh especially it just felt evil dead. Um I mean I would say for certain that it had to be uh, you know one in the back of the uh the their minds while they were making this. Um and and yeah uh you know good use of of gore and special effects. Um so uh, uh the, totally I think Um, you know, not, I, well, actually I was going to say not as over the top as evil dead or any of the evil deads, but truthfully the end of this one does get into that, uh, (laughs) like territory. Yeah. Uh, So
0: like you, like you said, it starts off more of a slow burn. Um, and there's little, there's little glimpses of it in some of the creatures, like some of the zombie like creatures, but then, yeah, once we get to that last 20 minutes or so, it's like it just explodes into total gore fest (laughs) and, uh, and it shines
1: pretty greatly in that moment, those moments. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And shine, shine that actually that you said it shines. And uh, to play off of that, um, my uh, puzzle piece that I was going to bring up is the shining. Uh, Beautiful. (laughs) And um, right off the bat, uh, like uh, I felt Uh, a little bit of Shining influence from the opening credits, the way they were done, the way they shot the car. And of course, again, I mean, uh, the Shining was a one location kind of movie as well. Very small with the number of, uh, you know, cast. And then you had these, uh, hallucinations and things like that, uh, that are going on. This of course is on a very, very smaller scale. um, but I think definitely the shining also the way that it kind of a slow burn that kind of explodes into craziness toward the end as well. So, um, yeah, those were the, the, the two big ones right off the bat that I felt, uh, evil dead and the shining. Um, and I think that probably, uh, you know the performance of Jack Nicholson in The Shining was an influence. Uh, for I was Clint just gonna say this.
0: the same thing. Yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing. Not not just uh, story wise and setting wise, but absolutely the Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson uh, performance um, for Clint. It seems to be a very big influence in the the way that he styled his performance and uh, and that that just slow crawl towards craziness uh, towards outright right. craziness. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 a great uh, it's a great thing to to uh model a character off of because it's a right. fun uh it's a fun thing to watch. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy movie really when you come down to it, this dry blood. Um I mean, it, it's it's, you know, it's dealing with addiction and this guy is just, you know, he can't kick it. And that's a, that you know, it can be a difficult thing to watch, but then in in the uh, in the framework of, of a genre picture like this, and you know, getting getting that uh, that release of all the insane you know insane gore and and craziness, you know, it definitely is a good mixture,
1: right? <laughs> and and um, we we mentioned uh, Kelton Jones, which um, of course, okay, so so Clint Carney, he goes out to this cabin to basically uh, detox, and um uh Kelton Jones is a cop who basically stalks him and you're mm. not really sure what, what's real, what's not. Um and uh I I I I love the humor though that the Kelton Jones uh character um brought to this. Uh and again though they're yeah. like he'll say things and the and the guy's like, what? What did you say? And he's like, I didn't say anything. And and you know as a viewer we don't know which which part is real, which is not. Um but uh not only the cabin but but specifically the cop character um cabin fever was a movie that came to mind for me um okay yeah the deputy uh, deputy winston which was uh giuseppe uh, uh giuseppe uh andrews character um i which i loved i love that character who he's a very uh over the top and uh, he, 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 it's a different kind of character than this cop, but I just felt that there was a little bit of in, inspiration there, uh, mm-hmm. with this, uh, like weird, goofy character who is also, you know, a, uh, authority figure, but at the same time, sure. just like he, 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 he wants to be like your buddy, you know? Uh, and, yeah. uh. <laughs> like like this one the the character here like i i kind of felt a little like uh Danny McBride actually uh Kenny Powers uh so Eastbound and Down was actually one of my puzzle pieces that i wrote down cuz okay. like it, well cuz you know Kenny Powers he, he you know he he's a dick but he's also kind of a nice guy at the same time and he's very right, just right. like kind of kind of kind of a, 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 a your buddy but a dick to you at the same time, and I totally <laughs> yeah. felt that way with uh with this cop in this movie uh, uh Kelton Jones uh I didn't even realize that that was the director I I uh-huh. I, I love this character and then as it was going on I was like oh wait that w- that was the director and I thought that was really cool um <laughs> yeah that's but great. yeah uh, uh, that that's the thing is that um his his character throughout the the movie was. What really, like through the early parts of the the slow burn of this movie, at some points it it was a little draggy, but for me, the the cop was what uh, really kept it interesting and kept me on board. Um, And then of course, uh, when the whole thing just all explodes, that character, who I like. I don't know if you're supposed to like him or if you're not supposed to. Um, Right. You know, (laughs) he dies in such a brutal fashion. Um, Yeah, that
0: was pretty fucking great. As a Gore fan, that was um, a really good, that's something I don't think I've seen quite that like effect before. That was pretty damn good.
1: Right. Yeah. No, the effects are really great in this. Uh, they, They, they really are. That's, that's one of the things that really does shine. Um, is the special effects. Absolutely.
0: Um, you know, before before moving on to, um, like back to, uh, the main character or back to the main story, um, I do have one other puzzle piece that goes back to this cop character. And, uh, this may be a little on the nose and surface level, but, uh, I, I kept thinking of super troopers with all the, uh, you know, the, what'd you say? You know, and like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say anything, you know, and like, all that just like the cop just totally fucking with them and like, like, what, you know, what the hell is this guy? Like, you know, is this guy. Right. Like, is he fucking with him? Is he, is he just, like, messing around? Is he, like, is he really uh, going to be a problem? Like, what, what exactly is this guy going to be? And, uh, yeah, so that, that just reminded me of Super Troopers a little bit. So that's my my next puzzle piece. And that is more specifically about the cop and all that that humor that spread throughout the first portion of the film uh, with him. And also, I guess, uh, to, to another degree, you could say even the, uh, the guy at the gas
1: station um, as well uh the the guy behind the counter you're talking about uh-huh yep absolutely always uh, anytime there's a like uh convenience store type scene um i always uh instantly think of from dusk till dawn and which from dusk mm. till dawn um this this actually th- th- it was funny because i was thinking of from dusk till dawn early on and then of course i mean it's another one of those movies that like, uh, starts off in one direction and then like totally goes in a totally insane, different way, you know, goes basically crazy with, with blood and gore. And then also at the very end, the very last thing that we see, um, the car, uh, it pulls away and there's the dead body in the trunk and we kind of, Uh there's like this, uh, See, we, we as a viewer are seeing like Superman and like X-ray vision through the trunk, and we see there's a dead body in it. That's totally right. like uh, the opening credits in From Dust Till Dawn, where uh, the Gecko brothers are driving down the road, and we 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 get that same effect of we see through the trunk, you know, like Superman, and there's a woman tied up in the back that's been there the whole time like that they were in the convenience store and they when they drive away and of course the convenience store you know explodes into flames but anyway so front yeah. desk was a film <laughs> that early on just when the when the cop is in there talking with the uh, guy at the convenience store and then he comes in and they're basically like screwing with him and he drops the bottle because he's all nervous so i mean uh, i would say that from dust to dawn was an influence here yeah no i i think and that's uh it was that that's a good final one. that final moment that really uh hammered it home for me i was like oh yeah all the way yeah
0: <laughs> that's a good one and i forgot all about that about that opening uh from in from dust dawn where you see in the uh you see in the trunk and and you see that there's the girl in the trunk and yeah that, right. that's totally that that kind of a that kind of a thing absolutely that's good i like it um, right on. Well, uh, my next puzzle piece, um, and this brings us back to the, into the story some, and, uh, I kind of was touching on it earlier about how this is a, um, uh, you know, it's about his, uh, his struggle with addiction, and he, he's going to this cabin to, uh, try to detox, and it doesn't quite go so well, um, and... So I'm going to actually bring it back, in a way, to our first puzzle piece, but I'm going to talk about the Evil Dead remake, um, Mm. which I thought was a lot better than it had any right to be, Um, (laughs) and uh, one of the reasons why is I I thought that the, the... the whole reason for uh, Mia going to the cabin and that uh, you know, that her friends wanted her to detox there. Um, It was a great like little spin on it. And um, you know, it's always cool when horror movies find uh, you know, ways to use horror and creepiness um, in ways that have to deal with real issues. And uh, this movie is another movie that does that um, uh, in dry blood with the, uh, with the whole addiction issue. And um you know, I I gotta say, it kind of like it almost hurts a little bit watching him like relapse and all of that uh, throughout this movie. Although of course you you have no idea like what's actually happening because you know it's hard to tell what is real and what isn't. But um, sure seems like he's right. Uh, Sure seems like he's making some poor choices, let's
1: put it that way, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. Here, here's the thing um, we 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 always uh are honest. Uh, I, I shamefully have not seen the Evil Dead remake still. Oh, so, you haven't? Um, you
0: you need to see that. It's no, um, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. I never would have expected to like a remake of the Evil Dead in any way,
1: but um. Yeah, it, it works on a lot of levels. It's uh, it's good. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out. It's one of them that I've been meaning to to watch. I mean, that was kind of my thing when it did come out. I kind of like purposely avoided it. Yeah. Because I'm like, how are you going to remake The Evil Dead? Right. I um, understand. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of been in the back of my mind as one that uh, I should probably watch it. Because uh, everybody does talk about how, how good it is. Yeah. Um, so what would your next puzzle piece be? Well, actually, going back to Cabin in the Woods uh, type movies, um, Secret Window, uh, which, again, if you think about that movie, uh, Johnny Depp, he's out in the cabin and, you know, he's a writer working on a novel. And then John Turturro plays this crazy guy that's basically stalking him. Mm -hmm. And so really, in a lot of ways, this is kind of uh, the similar kind of thing Uh, Although the, uh, the cop isn't necessarily uh, menacing like uh, or as demented as uh, Totoro's character mm-hmm. in uh, Secret Window. But um, uh, Secret Window, uh, again, one of those not many characters, a similar location. Um, and you've got, uh, you know, basically the lead character struggling uh, in a different way. Uh, I can't remember for sure but i i i think i think his character had addiction or something going on too mm-hmm. I, I it's been a while since I saw secret window but um uh, again um it, it, it it's hard not to think about uh, these various movies when you when you when you do have a cabin like out in the woods uh, even though again this one was like um way nicer a cabin than any of these other movies that we're mentioning, but it's hard not to to think of uh you know the the ones like Cabin Fever and Evil Dead and then also Secret Window.
0: Sure, sure.
1: No, absolutely that, that's that's a good one for sure.
0: I uh I haven't seen that movie in a long time, like since probably when it first came out, but uh but Right yeah, exactly, no. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh so my next one and be honest, unless I think of uh, another one, as I usually tend to do, I usually, another one will pop up here and there, but um, this may be my last puzzle piece. This is the last one I have written down for the moment. Um, but this is another, a film from another director that ends up coming up a lot when we're talking about these independent films, and that's Requiem for a Dream. Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, again, we're, we're talking about a movie Deals with addiction and how awful it is. Of course, this one takes us in the direction of zombies and creatures and blood and gore. Um, there's certainly blood and uh and gore in requiem for a dream, but not creatures. Um Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, the uh you know, it goes in like this is just totally depraved, you know, craziness direction. Uh but again, we're talking about just uh just how like dark and down uh, that addiction can really bring a person um requiem for a dream is a pretty big bottom uh and this is just a right. different this is a different kind of bottom
1: yeah 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 <laughs> definitely <laughs> um so and that and that's the thing i mean basically this this movie it it, it kind of along that same way as requiem it goes into a direction that it's like, wow, they really, they really went there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, so yeah, I mean, like the 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 final like, you know, scene of this movie, it definitely. Uh, I, I'm sure there there are quite. A, it, it didn't disturb me. I wouldn't say it was disturbing, but I think that it would disturb plenty of people. Oh, sure. Uh, it definitely sure. Uh, is like. Uh, uh okay yeah uh, that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely uh I, I I think that like the way this one slow burns too and then the way it explodes um it, it it's definitely in, intentional to 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 really like bring bring home like the 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 uh, disturbingness of The final moments of it Mm -hmm. um and and also it's funny you mentioned it you know earlier one of the other movies that we talked about in memory of yeah and that movie i mean it's funny that how similar these kind of these both are they are in different ways right Uh, both being um kind of uh dealing with hallucinations and things like that. And, uh, and us as a viewer, not really knowing what's real and what is imaginary or what is just inside, you know, the person's head uh, that they see as being real, that isn't really happening. And then also exploding into like total, just, you know, violence and blood. Yeah. Um, And, uh i just thought that was very interesting both being also very slow burn of movies that one being uh you know th- this one is a quick watch it's like less than 90 minutes that one being i think it was closer to like two hours uh so it, it, that one being though a a small movie trying to well uh, being big mm-hmm. and uh like uh epic and this one being Small movie that is small, right? But that's very contained, um, but but overall very very similar. And and yes, both uh, both movies. We we when we talked about that one, we mentioned Evil Dead, and we also brought up a Requiem. So uh, it is very interesting how when you're dealing with indie horror, how it seems like that those are very two big influence, you know, movies that have uh, brought a lot of influence. Yeah. Um, we brought up both of those films. Also, though, it, even though it's totally not at all similar at all, but the uh, um, bus party to hell. Yeah, we mentioned both of those also. That's true. So we did. Very, very interesting. <laughs> I think those movies have have influenced like so much, especially on the uh, the indie side. Uh, it just seems like that uh, we we always keep bringing those two up
0: that's uh that's a pretty awesome observation, <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean come on they're they're such great great movies, I mean, it's so easy to see why they would influence people, no yeah yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely,
1: that's great, well. Uh- what one of the one of the things I wrote down, one of the things that I thought of, which it's not really like a puzzle piece, uh, I guess it could be, but um, I mentioned how the cop reminded me of, you know, Kenny Powers, Danny McBride, um, uh, Clint's character. Not only did uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining come to mind, but I don't know if it's Clint and how he is, or if that's how the character is, but I thought of Norm Macdonald for some reason. Um, <laughs> something about the way he talked and, and especially uh, his mannerisms like when especially how he his movements his body movements and how he uses his hands it just like norm McDonald came to mind to me and it wasn't necessary I mean just like norm himself like like if he's like on a, a talk show or something not necessarily anything any movie that he's been in or anything like that but um, I don't know why that's it. <laughs> I kept I kept it getting norm mcdonald fights
0: i love it uh, <laughs> i love it i love norm and i love this i love i think this is the first time we've talked about norm mcdonald on uh piecing it together and it makes me really happy uh, <laughs> now i want to see clint carney in a comedy um i mean this certainly has its com- comedic elements but i want to see him in a straight comedy and see if he uh, has a little bit of a norm
1: vibe going on <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, no, definitely. It, I think if uh, if these two guys did like a like a a total like dark comedy, mm-hmm. I think it would total be like you know Norm Macdonald and Danny McBride. Yeah, it totally right. would. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. I love it.
0: <laughs> that's great. Um, do you have any other uh, regular puzzle
1: pieces? Yeah. Um, Another movie that came to mind, because, um, I mean, um, this, uh, what what it reminded me of is, is, like, the movies that I kind of, if I'm just, movies I've never heard of that I've watched on, like, uh, Amazon Prime Video or on Netflix. Basically, when I'm wanting to watch something, I just kind of go through their horror movies and I pick one. Um, one of them that I did come across that I'd never heard of before that I watched on uh, Amazon was this movie called The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lee. Hmm. And I was reminded of that movie quite a bit. In that movie, you've got a guy who um, his mother was like a, a big antique collector. And uh, he was a, a, a artist and um his mother dies he, he him and his mother were very like uh you know uh long distance uh, a they uh you know didn't really talk or that sort of thing and so he his mother's died and basically given you know everything that she had to him so he goes back and he's living in the house with all of her antiques and stuff and it's just uh basically him alone in the house and he, he starts to see things. And at the same time, he's going through therapy, uh, dealing with like his, his guilt and his grief in regards to his mom. And then it just kind of like unravels, like all these different secrets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's a you know small indie film and very much uh, not many characters, uh, so this one just very much reminded me uh, of that movie, and that was a movie that like I said I just stumbled across uh, on 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 Prime Video. And I actually enjoyed it. You know, I'm like, hey, it's cool to kind of stumble across a movie like that and watch it and enjoy it. And I kind of felt the same thing with this one, too, at at that same level. This is one of those movies that um, I'm sure uh, that that's where it's going to be on Netflix or Prime because it was uh, one of those dread central movies. presents uh, movies right on. and it's one of those that i think that people might not hear a lot of things about but it'll be one of those that's kind of like a a little gem that they'll kind of stumble across uh, with one of the streaming platforms and then people are like especially they'll be watching it and um they they might not even be paying it that much attention to it because you know that's how that's how truthfully that's how movie watching is these days sure. especially with the <laughs> the streaming and then all of a sudden all hell will break loose and they'll be like wow what yeah. the fuck did I just watch <laughs> got to rewatch so, this fucking so thing that one now. didn't that one didn't go nuts like that uh, that one it, it was more um, more just like a, a kind of a ghost kind of mm-hmm. movie type thing but. Um, very much reminded me of that one.
0: Right on. Um, I did think of one more puzzle piece, uh, and it kind of goes along with Requiem for a Dream, um, and that's Train Spotting. Um, another, ah. <laughs> yeah, another movie about uh, you know detoxing and, uh, and drugs and addiction right. and all that stuff. That goes and you know it has it has those elements of humor in the beginning, but then just goes to dark, dark places as it goes on um right so yeah i mean in a lot in a lot of those similar ways is what we were just talking about with requiem for a dream so it's kind of like a little bonus puzzle piece to uh
1: tag on to uh requiem right (laughs) and by by the way i i i I never did like that movie train spotting you know i only ever saw it it. one time
0: yeah people love that movie i only saw it one time back in high school or whenever it came out and um it never it never really did uh, attach to me in any way, but uh, I know people love that movie, though. <laughs> Do you have uh, any other puzzle pieces? Well,
1: actually, yeah. The only other one was actually uh, uh, Greg Lamberson, um, which uh, I played a couple of his movies at Polygrind. Um, he did uh, Slime City, Slime City Massacre, and uh, the movie uh, Dry Bones which uh of course the title of this one dry blood i instantly thought of uh greg lamberson just from the title alone and there's the way that this one also uh hit, most of greg's movies are very slow burn that then just mm-hmm. explode into totally bonkers you know uh, gore and uh That's cool. yeah and, and so i mean totally uh i mean and also i mean evil dead is a uh, a big in- inspiration um I, I think with Greg's movies. And so um, I, uh, I I totally just thought of uh, Greg Lamberson in his movies. Of course, he's had a, several that I haven't seen. And like he's been doing, he, he, he did like the original Slime City. I think he did it in maybe the late 80s. And then he didn't make a movie in forever. And then he made the sequel, Slime City Massacre. And uh, like 20, uh, uh, 2009, I ended up playing it the first polygrind. and now though he's making like a movie a year and I like, I'm like three movies behind, I think. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I totally thought of, uh, of, uh, of his style of filmmaking, the total slow burn that just explodes in, into, uh, you know, you're like, yeah, didn't really see that coming. Uh, <laughs> right.
0: So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. That that's definitely a style. And that that's I mean, that seems to be what what they're going after with this is that slow burn and then explode. Um right. and it, and it it's very effective, especially for this story. It's very effective. Um right on. Well, uh let's do our finished puzzle here. Um this okay. is all the movies that we just discussed. And uh the list includes um Sam Raimi films, specifically The Evil Dead, of course, uh The Shining, Cabin Fever, Super Troopers, Eastbound and Down, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, Secret Window, The Evil Dead Remake, uh, The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lee, Requiem for a Dream, Train Spotting, and the Films of Greg Lamberson, including Slime City, Slime City Massacre, Dry Bones. So uh Yep, yep, yep. That is our that is our list. That is our finished puzzle. Uh a lot of indie horror of course and a lot of just like great uh indie filmmaking really when it comes down to it um yeah i i this this movie dry blood it was a very cool movie it was uh you know like we were just talking about with that last piece there i mean it, it's it's just that that slow burn with with some really good ideas and you know a good mix of a little bit of humor and gore some good you know, creature effects and the uh, little hallucinations, and then just all of a sudden explosion, and it's just a great, right, right, um, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's fun, you know. Um, you know what? One other thing I was going to mention. It, I didn't want to use it as a puzzle piece because I know that it came out uh, after this film. I believe was completed in two thousand sixteen, so it came out after. But I was thinking of Mother as well. You know how much I love Mother. Right. Um, that's another movie that once it kicks off, it's like, oh my god, they're going there. Like they're right. they're just they're doing it. You know. Um, did you have any uh, any last thoughts about this uh, about this movie, Dry Blood?
1: Well, one of the things I I liked a lot about it, too, was I I really dug the music. I mean, right off the bat, I really liked the music. And I guess um, Clint actually did the music as well. Um, Yep,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that's what we talked about when I uh, hung out with him at the film festival about how we each do music and everything.
1: Yeah, he um, he yeah, uses yeah. like a, a fake name or something on here, mm-hmm. but uh, I I saw that later. I was like, oh, he did the music because I, instantly I, I I I dug the music that was on this. Uh, so I think that, that that's one of the the really cool things about it. Um, I think people that uh, you know that that dig um you know good good gore and movies that they're really gonna get a kick out of this um i think uh this movie um it's one that had it been longer it might have like it might lose its audience but it but it again it's a quick watch because it's like less than i think it's like 86 minutes or something like that yeah so um yeah yeah uh it 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 does really balance a a lot of things with, uh, you know, some quirkiness, um, some just like, uh, like I said, the cop. He's just totally like, uh, oddball. I mean, like I, uh, I really, really, that was one of the other things I really, really enjoyed about it was him. And, um, you know, uh, I, I definitely would recommend this movie. And like I said, I think it's one of those that, once it hits Netflix or, uh, you know, uh, Amazon that, uh, people are going to discover it. And it's going to be one of those that like, you know, even years later, people are just, you know, looking on the streaming platforms and they're like, Hey, what is this? They put it on and then we're like, Oh, you know, that was, that was, it's one that I think after it's actually out there that people will kind of discover and, uh,
0: talk I can about totally it. see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally it, see that. It's one I, I think that it, what you were saying about the length is a really, really good point. Cause I mean, it's kind of the perfect length for, for a movie like this. It's like, if you're, if they keep you waiting any longer, it would have been like eh, a little, a little much, but I mean, they really, they, they, they really felt they really found a good way to balance it, you know, between a little bit of comedy in the beginning, a serious story throughout the middle and then boom explosion. Um, right. Yeah. They they really, they really balanced it well. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's uh that's dry blood. I I think we could uh we could both recommend this one. Um so with that being said, uh Chad, you uh you wanna you wanna recommend anything today on the show or give any plugs or anything like that?
1: Well, I was gonna say that um you know, I, I mentioned before how uh this was uh a, a, a dread central uh like presents or whatever they call it. Um, I don't know if you've seen um, Terrifier, which is on Netflix now, but um, it's uh, Dread Central's last movie that they put out. Uh, That Mm. is a a great must-watch horror movie, uh, especially for people that do like uh, gore. Um, It's uh, basically a killer clown um, that is, uh, terrorizing this, these women on Halloween night. Um, and, uh, it's like, I, I, I thought it was great. And, um, I, I know a lot of people were, are, have talked about it, like on, on Facebook and stuff. Um, it's one again, like one I'd never heard of that, once it got on Netflix watched it and I was like, wow, what, what is this? Where did this come from? Um, and, yeah. um, it very much reminded me of like, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis type of uh, blood and gore, uh, which I love Herschel Gordon Lewis. So anything that reminds me of, of his movies, um, is a, is a definite, uh, positive for me. And, is one that I definitely would recommend. I think uh, these Dread Central um, movies, they're definitely on the right track here uh, with Terrifier and then now uh, this one. So uh, I think people that enjoy that one will we'll get a kick out of this one as well. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I actually have heard uh, some things about this movie. I don't know if I could handle a scary clown movie, um, but maybe maybe I'll give it a try. Uh, they, they get me in ways that I don't like to think about. <laughs> <laughs> well, he
1: he definitely is a creepy, creepy clown. Um, he's oh. like scary clowns don't do much for me. The, this guy though he's like just like evil and he's just he's creepy that's that's what really oh, uh yeah it, it, and 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 the and the and the gore in it is like so totally over the top like bonkers um <laughs> like uh, yeah like uh like I said it's very much like HG Lewis like I mean he literally in the one scene saws a woman in half um uh, basically from from crotch, <laughs> it's like she's hanging upside down, and from crotch all the way down, uh, saws her in half. So yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's like you you're like this is on netflix it's that kind of movie. <laughs>
0: beautiful <laughs> well it's so, out it sounds great <laughs> well right on man uh, well again i want to i want to thank you for being here and uh like i said at the top of the show we got a lot of movies to talk about so i'm looking forward to doing another one with you soon
1: oh definitely yep uh lots of good stuff coming so stay tuned Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off limits from movies to politics and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want a podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton.
0: All right, so that is it for today's episode of Piecing It Together on Dry Blood. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope you check out the movie, which will be coming out next week. And then also uh, next week is a conversation with Clint Carney. It's a uh, special follow-up episode. Normally we do them with directors, but uh, Clint is somebody who, like I said during the episode, is someone who I've met before. I I, uh, got to hang out with him at the film FilmQuest Film Film Festival. And uh, so I thought it would be great to get a chance to just talk to him on the show. And he is the writer and star of Dry Blood. So uh, it's a great conversation. I'm looking forward to you guys to all hear it. And uh, that will do it for today. Uh, I want to let you know we've got a lot of episodes already in the can that will be coming up over these next few weeks. Uh, We're going to be catching up on some movies that we didn't get to cover back when they were in theaters, but they're coming out on Blu-ray and Video On Demand and all that stuff. We've got an episode on A Star is Born coming up. We've got Halloween and also uh, Vox Lux and also uh, Overlord. So yeah, a whole bunch of movies uh, that we didn't get to uh, cover when they first came out, but we did record episodes on, and as soon as the uh, home video releases are out, those episodes are going up, and starting with, uh, like I said, A Star is Born coming out next week. So, lots of great episodes coming. I want to remind you all, please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together, And, uh, if you can, we would love it if you'd rate and review us on iTunes, uh, five stars would be amazing, but we do want to hear what you have to say about the show. We want to hear what you're thinking about it. Uh, what do you think about our puzzle pieces? What do you think about the format? What do you think about the guests we have on get in touch? Let us know. We want to know. We want to keep making the show better as we go into this new year. Um, and as always make sure you're subscribed Make sure you are following us at Piecing Pod and join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. You can also go to our website, piecingpod.com, and sign up for the mailing list. Lots of great stuff coming there as well. So uh, with that said, I'm going to leave you guys with a piece of my music, as I always do. For a creepy movie like this, I think a creepy track would be the right thing to do. So how about Dead Battery from my album, An Unseen Sky? Let's go listen to it, and I'll talk to you guys next week.